1: Hello, and welcome to the Athletic Soccer Show for the final time in this World Cup. It is your post game review. I am Jack Collins, and I'm joined by the wonderful Mr. Rich Amofa to talk about the fact that Argentina are once again champions of the world. Rich, how are you feeling?
2: I'm I'm drained, I'm exhausted, but in a good way. You know, I think what we've witnessed has has been something special. it's great. It's just a privilege to just enjoy the game, you know. It's just amazing, amazing. I'm feeling great. How are
1: you? Yeah, I'm incredibly emotional. Um, I think there was an element of this that that was maybe the final to end all finals in so many ways. And it toyed with us and it played with us. And in so many ways, it was the best of exactly what international football is about. The highest stakes at the highest level and the amount of emotion going on in the game. It got to that point where it was like I felt sick, I felt like I couldn't breathe. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm just I'm just not Argentinian. Do you know exactly. what I mean? It's like, we'll it's win like, well, exactly. This is it. So <laughs> one of those games where it just had absolutely everything. But uh, Lionel Messi finally has closed his international chapters, you would imagine, with the greatest trophy of them all.
2: I mean, it's just a great story. It's the, it's a great way to to cap off what's been a, an amazing career. You know, obviously, all, all of the talk before the game was about him, and he produced in the game. You know, he, he got he got the goals. He he stood up when you know stood up to be counted. It's just that France would just not die. They and it's what they've done all tournament. Yeah. When they looked like they've been dead and out of it, they've just come with a quick combo and have stayed in it. It's, it's been incredible. And sometimes they say with penalties, it's like, oh, you know this is, is, is not right. Not the best way to decide the game. But I think in this situation, in this occasion, it was a fitting way because someone had to win that game. And, uh, you know, it was just, as I say, for Messi to end his international career in this way is just just fantastic for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a game, I think, is is the kind of point we're at at this point. You know, it's not necessarily the whole, you know, yes, there's all these narratives. Yes, there's all these emotions around it all. But actually, you know, the other thing is just the fact that we have just witnessed the most incredible game of football that had all the twists and turns. And actually, the whiz bar about it is for 70 minutes, it didn't look like it was going to be a classic. <laughs> and then, you know, we got the last 20 minutes, which were mayhem, and then 30 minutes of extra time, which are incredible. So mm. we've had 50 minutes of one of the great finals. It just took more than half the game to burst
2: into yeah. life. I mean, when, when when Argentina went into no half-time, I think most of us thought the game would, would be over. I mean, obviously, I spoke about France earlier and them coming back, but I just thought in, in this situation, this occasion... You know, Argentina have, have had two goalies before and they've, you know, they've let them slip and they thought, no, n- not again. They're going to see the game out. And they look like they were doing a great job. And even when the second half started, they, they looked very much in control. France still looked devoid of ideas. And I think even up to the 65th, seven, or just before their goal, I mean, they didn't have a shot on target. They never shot on goal up to that point really um they weren't in the game at all they looked miles off the pace whether that's due to the illnesses or or whatnot but as you say from the 70th minute onwards it was just go 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 literally bang 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 and it was non-stop and both sides served up what was just a fantastic feast of football as i said at the beginning it was just it's a privilege and an honor to to watch these great players in action it really was
1: yeah it, it was and look sometimes i think you get to finals and the big names don't deliver on the hype right you know you actually look go back down the line of finals and how many of them have been decided by the key player obviously the Mm -hmm. the one that springs to mind you know as the last one that was fully and completely decided by the good actions of the the main man going into it was ronaldo r9 in in 2002 you know Mm -hmm. you're going back 20 years and another south american winner to to kind of see a final that produced the narrative arcs that people were talking about before the game, and you know we did talk about Messi and Mbappe, and you know there was questions about whether Antoine Griezmann was actually going to be France's main man. It very much was Messi versus Mbappe today in so many ways.
2: It really was, and I think that's what we wanted at the end of the day. You know, we can talk about refereeing decisions, and you know throughout the tournament there has been there has been a, a number of really interesting decisions <laughs> to put fairly, and that was my only fear coming into the game that the game would be decided maybe on a dodgy refereeing decision or, or something of, of that ilk. So for it to be, for us to see and witness just quality throughout the game, the main men coming to the fore, Messi getting his goals, Mbappe with his hat-trick being the first to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final since Jeff Hurst in 1966. I mean, all, all of that, that's what you want to win, especially, you know, I think Wally McGregor said something really interesting uh, when they got knocked um, after the game yesterday. When he said, you know, football allows you to dream, especially, you know, with young children and things like that. And, you know, for any youngster watching that, you'll, you'll think, you know, you want your the top players to perform and it's amazing, but it also makes us, you know, I say us oldies, we're not old yet, but it makes us feel young again. It gives us that, that verve and exuberance to be like, yeah, you know, these are the top men on the stage and they're producing and, and this is what we're going to be talking about for the next for, well, for, the, well, for the next four years until the next World Cup it just gives you so much enthusiasm so much hope that the, that the big men the main men come to the fore and, and produce on the higher stage just fantastic to see
1: yeah, yeah, I completely agree and I think look, there have been plenty of things about this World Cup that, that have been you know, that we haven't liked, you know, especially in terms of off the field issues um, but on the field, generally, I think it, it's been a wonderful tournament in terms of quality and it's just one of those, you know obviously when international breaks come around you see people going, oh, you know, we're getting a break in the, in the Premier League, in Serie A in La Liga, you know, whichever is your league of choice um, you know, the, people go I, I'm not sure I want this and and I, it always reminds me that you get back to international football and, and for me, it remains the pure form of the sport you know this is Mm -hmm. actually what it all comes down to and and yes obviously it's nowhere near as pure as perhaps it once was and and we're never going to get that back unfortunately that kind of childish innocence to the international Mm -hmm. game but I think compared to league football and domestic football there is just still that overwhelming emotion around international football that maybe you don't quite get everywhere else
2: no, and I think that's because, you know, as you say, these tournaments come around, you know, don't come around very often. Obviously, you've got your um, Euros or your kind of continental tournaments, you know, every two years. and You've got the World Cup every four years. Um, and so, again, these are the moments to savour, you know, these these are the best players from your country representing your country on, on the biggest stage. And I think that just gives you something to get behind. You know, of, of course, we all have our club loyalties and, and things like that. But it's, a, it's a something special about international football. And I think it is bringing it to the forefront again, because as you rightly say, there was a time where, you know, people looked at international football and were like, oh, you know, this is a bit of a drag. It's not very fun. It's, you know, teams just defending deep. And we're not seeing much action. But I think in this tournament, I think everyone's gone for it. Maybe it is due to the winter tournament and players coming into it kind of, not hitting their peak but you know with with good fitness and ready to hit the ground running um and as you've seen we've just seen so much intensity so much drama teams going right to the end and yeah it's, it's been great to see Um, Of course, off the field issues, you know, we've we've had to speak about them and I think the Athletic have done a great job in highlighting them, not just before the tournament, but but throughout the tournament, even until until this morning, there were stories uh, about the off-field issues, which is really important to highlight, but on the pitch, the action has just been incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got to shout, make some shouts out to, to the managers here because mm-hmm. there was a couple of good decisions and a couple of bad decisions, and I think we can kind of work our way through them. I thought mm-hmm. Scaloni's initial pick of, of bringing Di Maria back into the side was a masterstroke in so many ways. And actually playing him on that left hand side, we did, haven't seen him play that much there in this tournament. We haven't seen him play that much full stop in this tournament. But when he's played, he's often actually played on the right, and mm-hmm. and I think there's an element of Di Maria that when he is on the left, he gives this forward line a real nice sense of balance. It allows Messi to drift. Um, and, and today, I thought that worked to perfection. The kind of flip side to this is when he brought Di Maria off, if Argentina hadn't won this World Cup, I think we'd be looking at that and going, that's the moment it all went wrong for mm. Lionel Scaloni and mm-hmm. Argentina.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was before we coming into the game, I said that, you know, if Argentina set up as a 4 that they did in the semi-final, they'd go a long way to winning the game because just keeping the midfield compact, getting, with, you know, filling the pitch with central midfielders, Denying that space for um, Antoine Griezmann to, to kind of wreak havoc as he has done in previous games, I think was really good from uh, from Scaloni. And, as, and and keeping Di Maria wide on that left and really stretching the play when Argentina were on the ball it allowed them to, as say, stretch the play and allow the likes of Messi um, and, and even Alvarez to, uh, you know, Messi can find those gaps as we know, and Alvarez stretch the play going forward and pushing the defence back. And I think Argentina really had joined that central area because they outnumbered France there with the 4 4 2, and then Di Maria 1v1 with. And having him isolated against him, I mean, it was Di Maria was, was the overwhelming winner there. So it was, it was it was real kind of masterstroke initially for Argentina. And as I say, until the point where they took him off, they really controlled the game. And as you rightly say, when he did come off, things started to go awry for them, and made you think, you know, why you know he wasn't carrying injuries, playing really well, he was still he was still bombing up the pitch and creating chances that, you know, it, it was. It was a bit of a strange one. Um, and as you say, if they lost the game, we'd be asking questions. But it um, seems like a distant memory now. But, I mean, for, from Di Maria's perspective, it was great to see him on the left. You know, that was a Di Maria of old, you know, for, I'd say 2014. Di Maria, way. he was just direct, running at his fullback, having him isolated, 1v1. He almost, you know, he rolled back the years there, and it was, a, it was a really good performance for him.
0: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more.
1: Yeah and a word for Didier Deschamps because he made an incredibly bold call to pull you know Olivier Giroud and Ousmane Dembele before half time. You know that's that's pretty stones on the wall, you know he's gone and, and gone. Right, I'm, I'm if I'm going to kind of live or die on my sword here, but his changes worked almost to perfection. <laughs> I thought Kalimuani and Thuram both were massive threats. They both had a hand in in the way that the goals were created for for mm-hmm. France across the course and You know, making those changes is a bold move to bring off your, you know, second top scorer at the tournament, to bring off one of the brightest one-on-one players in the entirety of world football in Usman Dembele, and to chuck on relative inexperience, I think, in Kolimwani and and Turam, especially at international level, Mm. was very brave and it very nearly paid off for him.
2: Sometimes, you know, you have to be bold and, and decisive and what, you know, whatever France were doing initially just wasn't working. There's some things that, you know, sometimes, you know, in England, that's what Southgate gets criticized for, you know, not making changes quick enough to affect the game. So for the to make those changes, again, just before half time, it would have put noses out of joint. But it's something that he had to do. And in the semi final, he made a, a good change by taking Drew off and moving Mbappe up front, bringing on Taram again to help his fullback, uh, to Hernandez, who was really struggling. And again, we saw that today, you know, Taram. Okay, he has the quality going forward, but he's willing to to run back and then support his fullback. And Kolo Mirani as well. I mean, what a great impact he's had in the, in the last couple of games. And there's someone who's riding a wave of confidence. And he came on and again affected the game positively for France today. So credit to the for making those those. Uh, those those calls you know that's why he's he's got to back-to-back world cup finals it's not by mistake it's not by accident you know you have to have a strong manager to make these calls and, and he did that and it was almost decisive as you say it wasn't for a few penalty kicks away um you know we'd be looking and saying oh what a fantastic manager yeah yeah absolutely and um, you know
1: one more word on france before we move back to argentina mm. to close this off but Kylian Mbappe has just dropped a hat trick in a World Cup final, as you said at the top, and ended up on the losing side. That is very, very rogue. You know, that, that's the kind of thing that you will probably never see again in our lifetimes, mm-hmm. a player scoring a hat trick in a World Cup <laughs> final and ending up on the, on the losing side. Mm-hmm. is one of those you can't even fathom. He must be sitting there going, there's right, so one more kid i've done what, what,
2: what do i do exactly and um, i think it just goes in line with the tournament and just uh, the crazy scenes and nonsensical things that have been happening from from day one uh to to to, to today really and again you know even up to the 70th minute you're looking at Mbappe and thinking you know are you where are you today you know it was, it was really you know nullified well by Argentina um you know they doubled up on him very well with, you know Rodrigo De Paul coming in to to help his fullback every time Mbappe got the ball and he really struggled to find space even when he tried to drift inside off the line so but as I say from the seventy minute onwards he just came into his own and um yeah he was the Mbappe that we all know and love and you know as you say he got a hat trick and he almost very much got the um an amazing fourth goal at the end when he took on a few players at the end. I was just thinking, if you had scored that, I, I don't know what I would have done. My laptop would have gone everywhere. I would have been crying more than what I am now because that would have been a fantastic goal. But um, again, like you said, you want your top players to perform at these top, top games in the highest stage, in the biggest stage. And Mbappe really came to the fore, especially after the 70th minute.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, today belongs to Argentina and I'm sure there'll be plenty of tears contrary to the words of the popular song. But Emi Martinez in a penalty shootout has come up big once again. And I I think he is incredible at this. Now, obviously, if you're on the opposite side, you're going to dislike his antics reasonable Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they are on the edge of what's acceptable and what's not. Mm -hmm. But I think Emi Martinez is one of the best in the world in making a penalty shootout. One on one, it's mm. not you know the crowd and you against him. It's not your team and it's you versus him. Mm-hmm. And he is that kind of mentality monster. I imagine he he looks or imposes himself eight feet tall when he's standing there in the net and he's already you know trying to play mind games with you. And he's come up big again for Argentina yeah. in a shootout.
2: Yeah, I mean when when you've got um, you know history and and, and he's obviously said president in previous shootouts, of course it, it puts um, you know doubt in the, in the striker's mind. But again, as you rightly say. He finds a way to level it up, you know, to into in, almost putting it into his favor. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't like the the antics in terms of, especially for Traoremane's penalty when you know he held onto the ball and then threw it away. You know, I think the referee had to be stronger there because that's that's not right. But at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do. You know, if that's if that's my goalkeeper, I'm saying do what you need to do. Hold onto the ball, kick it away, sit on it. You know, just do anything to, to put the striker off but the attacker off because the odds are against your favour um and then you say he's he's expert at doing that he gets in the striker's minds and you say he pulled off uh you know save again today and, and was instrumental in his side winning winning the game it also a shout out to him for that save right to the death as well from Kola Morani. I mean that was an unbelievable save to get his leg out there uh so except one of the last kicks of the game so yeah he, he's had a really good tournament and uh, as you say you know the first uh Aston Villa player to to win a World Cup, I think, is incredible.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be parties in the streets of Birmingham tonight. I'm sure there'll be <laughs> plenty in the streets of Brighton as well. With <laughs> of course, yeah, dropping a wonderful performance in <laughs> Again. this final. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, I think, belongs to Lionel Messi. And, and I think that his team would be the first to admit that. You know, it's been one of those things. We've talked about it during the tournament, you know, whereas Messi's reputation, I think, around the world is pretty stalwart. I think the, the kind of arguments about whether he's the greatest ever will rage on, you know, forever and a day. Um, I think this, for me, closes that case from, from from where I'm standing. I think it was probably closed before this tournament. Mm-hmm. um, But I think this puts the gloss on the top of it. And But we've talked about the fact that actually the one place where maybe he's not actually regarded as the greatest ever is Argentina because uh, of the way that Maradona had inspired the country mm-hmm. to the World Cup. And I think he has now firmly placed himself alongside, mm-hmm. you know, the late, great Diego Maradona in the kind of pantheon of his country's heart. And, and that for me was, I think, the most emotional bit about all of it. Mm-hmm. It's about the fact that now Messi will be regarded within his own country mm-hmm. as up there alongside his idol. And, and that's an amazing thing for me.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right in terms of storylines and and fairy tales. You know this this tops a lot. And I think what you're saying about him and his status within Argentina is really important because as you say they've had um, uh, you know near misses in the Copa America in, in you know in 2010s and and things like that. And as you say winning the Copa America last year was the real kind of catalyst and almost changing that mindset in Argentina. But again, there's always the question: Can he win the World Cup? Can he drive his country? Lead his country to World Cup victory? and as you say he's done that now and considering that and everything else he's done in the game you have to look at him and think you know you, he is the he's undisputed now um, i think it's hard to argue against it because again even this argentina side i wouldn't say it's great on paper i wouldn't say it's great even you know with everything but again they're able to play and be you know bigger than some the of their parts and with messi just there just sprinkling at the top this is everything that he just Brings to football he's brought us so much joy over the last 15 16 17 years and for him to cap it off in this way if i was him i'd retire uh tomorrow to be honest what more can he do i'd, decide, I'd retire today, today I Rich. yeah, <laughs> yeah. as soon as you get the trophy i say i'm done i'm no, done you can't walk top off. this can... pick
0: yeah. up
1: the trophy sting the tension <laughs> over your back and, and walk off that, into the sunset that's it um, I imagine he might have something to say about uh, adding one more Champions League to the yeah, bag and true, perhaps one final Ballon d'Or as well, which very is obviously going to take place next summer. So we <laughs> shall see. Um, but on that note, I think it's probably time for us to call it a day. Um, and all it's left for me to do is say thank you so much to Mr. Richard Mofa for joining me. It's been a real pleasure throughout this tournament, my friend.
2: Yeah, Jack, no, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been great. Um, it's a fantastic host, and what a tournament it's been. It's been a pleasure to chop it up with you about all the games really and uh yeah look forward to working with you again no absolutely
1: i've uh, west london to the world from That's over it. here absolutely. thank you so much <laughs> for tuning in as ever everybody i've been jack collins this has been your final athletic soccer show post game review argentina are champions of the world and lionel messi finally will host the jules romay trophy ahead of his well relatively small frame but gigantic stature within the game thank you for tuning in